This is Sebastian Mitobicelli. I'm your multimedia editor and your host for Gator Talk, a Golden Gate Express podcast that brings news to Estes State students. For more information and coverage, check out the GoldenGateExpress.org or at Gator Talk Pod on all social media platforms. Here's a quick preview of the show. I'll be updating the audience with a quick news brief with news that happened this week that matters to Estes State students. City reporter Sydney Vargas will be joining in for the main story. And here's the news. It's Women History Month. Quick COVID headlines. Texas and Mississippi have ended the national mask mandate in their states. San Francisco is now in the red tier, but that doesn't mean that COVID-19 isn't over. So keep on double masking California. Maryland and Breed announced that the F-Line streetcar will be back in May, and cable cars on the Hyde Line will be back in the fall. That's it for the news brief. I'm gonna pass the microphone on to Sydney Vargas. Sydney will set up the main story. Hi all, this is Sydney Vargas, a staff reporter here at Golden Gate Express. Well, it is March and besides basketball, there are also important weeks that are deserving of our attention. This week was Endometriosis Awareness Week, but what is endometriosis? Endometriosis is a disease that affects one in 10 people, yet getting diagnosed with the pelvic disorder is no easy task. The process can take anywhere from 4 to 11 years, according to an article published in 2019 by the American Journal of Obstetrics and Gynecology. It is common for someone with endometriosis to lose years of their life due to the misdiagnosis and improperly managed and incorrectly treated pain. Not only is it culturally deemed normal to have a bit of pain while menstruating, but it is also common that pain associated with uteruses are belittled by doctors, especially if those people are people of color and or non-gender conforming. In 2014, Endometriosis UK, the main provider of information and support for endometriosis in the United Kingdom, founded Endometriosis Awareness Week. Similar efforts have been attempted here in the States pretty recently. On February 24th, Representatives David Scott and Jennifer Gonzalez Colon introduced a resolution designating March 2021 as Endometriosis Awareness Month. Congresswoman Jennifer Gonzalez Colon said, Endometriosis is a lifelong condition that affects close to 7 million women in the U.S. It can cause chronic pain, infertility, and other serious health issues. Raising awareness is key to helping these women who struggle with this condition every day. While awareness is great, some people with endometriosis still feel unseen and excluded by these efforts. While I was scrolling through Twitter on the endometriosis awareness tag, I reached out to many users tweeting out about their experience. But one particular tweet caught my attention. It was a tweet from Carla Beauty Marks, a drag queen based currently in London. It read, Happy Endometriosis Awareness Month. As a non-binary person with endo, please remember to use gender neutral language when discussing it. Not all people with endo are women. So I gave them a ring. Yeah, I think think it's really harmful to use such binary gender language, mostly because not all women have uteruses. woman's problems what what's a woman's problem like some women have penises and like that's just part of life so it's harmful in that way and it's also harmful because it it ends up excluding a huge group of people who have gynecological issues who have pcos who have endometriosis mark said that it took them around seven years of living with endometriosis before getting it officially diagnosed by their current gynecologist That is one year more than the average eight years it takes to be diagnosed in the UK with endometriosis. 
While definitions and scientific explanations of endometriosis give people an understanding of its symptoms, survivors are able to put words to the endometriosis flare-ups that scientific journals can't because they are the ones experiencing them. I think the worst part of it is like you can't stop it. It doesn't really matter what painkillers you take. It's not going to stop um, until your body decides to stop it. But it honestly feels I had a gallstone a few years ago and I didn't most and then got pancreatitis and most people end up in hospital from that and I did not because I like my pain threshold is just like okay well that's it was really sore but I thought it was bad reflux because um, I have really bad acid reflux I was like oh it's bad acid reflux not so much and when I saw my gynae she was like well yeah that's the thing with endo like patients is your pain threshold gets really high but that's also a problem because doctors don't listen to you when your pain threshold's very high generally. Because what most people experience is an eight on the pain spectrum. Someone with endo may experience a six mm-hmm. and doctors aren't listening, but it's individual as to how you experience it, you know. At the time of their first appointment, they had a small understanding and hunch that it could potentially be endo. So I definitely had heard about it by the time I went to the first gynae I saw, mm-hmm. but I didn't know a lot about it. I hadn't researched a lot, but I did know about it. And when I mentioned it to her, she's like, no, you definitely don't have it because I can't see it on the scan. Mm-hmm. Whereas when I went to the second doctor, I wasn't sure it was wrong. I'd been told it didn't have it. So I was like, okay, well, I don't know what this is. And then she was like, it's endo. There's no, like, there's no chance it's not. And then when the progesterone started working for it, she was like, it's, yeah, we have proof. Like, don't worry about it. But yeah, I, I assumed it wasn't by the time I'd seen her because if one doctor told me it wasn't, why would I think it was? Mark's misdiagnosis elongated the pain of their endometriosis, but also sometimes forced them into uncomfortable, highly gendered spaces. Their current doctor's office is fairly gender neutral, which plays a crucial role in their healing. The space is very comfortable. It's like, very very comfortable it's relaxed and there's nothing very like overtly girly or she's got like some quotes on the wall and like cute stuff but that's just her personality not it's like very like yoga like zen like breathe in and out kind of thing not like butterflies and princesses and you know whereas the first guy I went to had pictures of babies everywhere and I think what does help is that this gynecologist that I see is doesn't do obstetrics at all uh, anymore. She just deals with gynecological issues, and I think that helps a lot. Marx is a champion for gender-neutral language and health because to them, the binary in health literally limits the science and actively harms patients. Checked out. I mean, the amount of non-binary and trans people I know, well, trans men I know, who won't go to the doctor to a gynecologist is unbelievable and like I've spoken to people who after 10 years went for their first gynae checkup and that's just dangerous like there's so many risks out there and you do need to be checked and it's also like important to know because testosterone I mean I'm not on T but I know that people who are on T are affected differently by endo and a lot of doctors don't understand how to handle that um, and I think that it's really important for people on HRT to be recognized and for there to be research into it because I think in general there's so little research into endometriosis like 
every few months something else pops up and you're like, oh, that's great. Like, of course, something else terrible about it. But there's even more for people who are now on hormones and have different interactions with it. Mark's tweet was intentional. They are constantly advocating and happy to educate people because so few people know about endometriosis and may be suffering from it. I went at, there was one night I was in drag and I wanted to wear a corset and I literally physically couldn't because my, because endo belly is a thing um, and you get really, really bloated. So I didn't, and someone was like, oh, you're like, oh, you should wear a corset. One of my friends was like, oh, you should wear a corset. Like, why aren't you? And I was like, oh no, um, like my endo is too bad. And they were like, what's that? So it's like endometriosis and they explained it. And also like 20 something year old woman had never heard of it before. And I'm like, you're a queer woman. Like what? And we're going to take a quick break. Support the Golden Gate Express work by signing up for our online newsletter, following us on Instagram or Twitter at GGX, and visiting the website at goldengateexpress.org. Interested in advertising with GGX? Check out our advertising page at goldengateexpress.org slash advertising. Gators, want more of your favorite Bay Area sports teams? Join the Chomp Podcast this Saturday morning for the pilot episode. I'm your host, Nick Mazzoni. And I'm your co-host, Jack Davies. Talk to you all then. Chomp! After talking to Marks, I wondered what services on campus are available for students if they feel that they are experiencing endometriosis. I interviewed lead physician of SF State Student Health Services, Dr. Alan Lee, over email. I asked them if the student health services are able to diagnose or treat endometriosis. This is Dr. Lee's response. While patients with endometriosis classically complain of pelvic pain, including menstrual pain and pain while having sexual intercourse, this complaint by itself is not diagnostic of endometriosis. Other classic symptoms include infertility and a pelvic mass, which both aren't common complaints from college students. In a study of 1,000 women with endometriosis, about 80% with pain, 25% with infertility, and 20% with the mass. The definitive diagnosis of endometriosis requires a biopsy performed during surgery, which is often performed by a specialist. Diagnoses of symptoms are usually vague, and they overlap with a lot of other gynecologic and gastrointestinal conditions. Surgery also has some inherent risk as well. And hence, a usual delay in diagnosis from seven to 12 years has been reported in literature. Specialists, as opposed to primary care physicians, are the medical professionals who usually treat endometriosis. Since endometriosis can affect numerous parts of the body, different specialists may have to work together in certain cases to manage this condition. He said, when in doubt, reach out. As medical professionals, we advise patients to seek help for whatever issue is of their concern to them. Nothing is considered too small to ask. We always spend time educating our patients in order to help them understand their bodies better. It is our job as medical providers to figure out what's going on, but we are unable to help if someone does not reach out and seek help. And that was the episode. This was Sydney Vargas, city reporter from Golden Gate Express and guest host for Gator Talk. New episodes will premiere Friday morning, so stay tuned. Happy Women's History Month. And with that, I'm signing off.